May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Advent, the season of waiting, of hoping, of patience, but also of questions. Here we see John the Baptist, that, I suppose, quite fearsome character, dressed in a goatskin with a staff in his hand, eating locusts and wild honey, and railing against anything that he saw as unjust and against God, the last of the prophets, baptizing people, telling them to repent of their sins, meeting Jesus and baptizing him, here now we see John the Baptist somewhat cowed behind prison bars for his speaking out against the leaders and their unrighteousness. I saw during the week as I prepared this sermon a very beautiful fresco uh, in a church in Italy and it's this moment where John the Baptist speaks to two of his disciples through the prison bars. He's asking this question. Ask Jesus, are you the one who is to come or are we to wait for another? And it's a very sad and a very, very strong contrast to that moment in the wilderness where he comes forward preaching, strong and uh, dynamic, to looking quite sad and forlorn, and the image of him is sort of holding on to the, the bars of the prison and speaking to these two disciples that moment, ask Jesus, is he the one or are we to wait for another? We see none of his bravado and all the outrageous things he said to the leaders, risking life and limb, and here coming now towards the end of his life, where eventually he would be beheaded and his head would be presented on a platter. Here we see, not the fearless messianic herald, but somebody asking a deep, deep question. He's no longer confident and assertive, but he seems confused and discouraged. He's lost his freedom, and his energy is caged within a prison cell. Is he not sure what is happening? What is Jesus doing? What is this Messiah doing for the kingdom of God? Often images of John the Baptist uh, are seen as sometimes, uh, to my mind, look quite comical because we often see G uh, John the Baptist at that moment uh, when he says, Behold the Lamb of God, uh, that moment before the, the baptism, where John the Baptist is pointing. And sometimes the images look quite comical uh, where John the Baptist has got his finger and he's pointing. Behold, the Lamb of God pointing. We're not, it's, it's a bit rude to point, I was told as a child. Don't point at people. It's not very nice to point at people. From pulpit, it's quite, it's quite a temptation to, to do point. But remember this, when you point one finger, there's three pointing back, so I won't do it so much. But John the Baptist pointing to Jesus. Look, don't look at me, look at him. John the Baptist said, I must decrease and he must increase. I don't know whether it did point, but it's a, 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 an artistic, a strong artistic symbol to 
moves away from John the Baptist to look at Jesus. But here is John the Baptist behind the bars saying to his disciples, ask him, is he the one? Or are we to wait for another? As you know, I used to be a prison chaplain and when prisoners were received into the prison, I was in a, in a very, very high security prison and uh, it was very daunting. And uh, on one occasion, uh, I said to the prison officers, will you let me sense what it's like to be put into a cell? And so they, I said, you let me out though, won't you? And they put me into the cell and shut the door. It changed my worldview somewhat considerably. I couldn't see through the window, it was too high up. I, looked at, I turned around and looked at the door. There was no door handle, just a, what looked like a, a, a keyhole and a little window that could be closed from the outside. I felt somewhat powerless indeed. And I understood some perhaps of the fear and the sense of losing control for prisoners. It changed my thoughts about what is happening on the outside. No communication getting in, and I can't communicate out. It was a very interesting few moments in my life, and I was so glad when I heard the key turn and they opened the door and let me out. Was this John the Baptist's experience, as he was closed in from all he knew as sure, what was happening out there with this Messiah. Are you the one, or should we look for another? I would like just to spend a few moments addressing and talking about what happened last week here in the cathedral with the Angels Are Coming event. It was thrilling to see over 11,500 people come through the doors over those five nights. And people's reaction moved many of us very deeply. I would think on the first night, certainly four out of five people, and it's no exaggeration to say that, said it's the first time they'd ever been in the cathedral. That I found very thrilling as a canon missioner. It was interesting to note, as people came in, and for those who did come to the event, you remember the steel nativity was here uh, under the archway and uh, beautiful lights and stars. It was as though the steel nativity became emotionally magnetic and it drew people towards it. That itself was very moving, to see people drawn, as it were, to Bethlehem to see the Christ child born to us. It was magnetic in its attraction. To see people move into the crypt chapel of all saints and to the chapel of the Holy Spirit, which was lit solely by candlelight, was also deeply moving as people sat in the pews and the chairs, sat quietly contemplating the atmosphere. It was moving to each day gather hundreds of prayer tags off the prayer tree, which was in the vestibule of the Chapel of the Holy Spirit. At the end of the evening, there was hardly a branch on the tree 
that was, was, didn't have a prayer or two or three or four or five hanging on it. And it's our uh, plan to gather all the prayers together and uh, lay them uh, on the altar in the Crypt Chapel of All Saints and uh, as, as a, uh, a gesture and a symbol that we will offer those prayers up to God. That was moving. But perhaps more moving of all was to move amongst the crowds and converse with people. Comments like, well, vicar, I'm not a God-botherer, but something has happened to me here in this place tonight. I said, well, you don't have to be a God-botherer for God to bother about you, but this is what this is about. The journeys who came from Radio Sheffield, I brought her in just before the first group of people came in, and she stood in the nave, and she said this publicly, so I'm not breaking her pastoral confidence. She said, I feel like crying, and she just had to stop the interview and was deeply moved by what she saw, the Nativity Central and the beautiful lights. She sensed something within this place, and that was deeply moving. And many, many people were able to ask questions. What is this about? I feel I need to look for something more in my life. We have had lots and lots of helpful and interesting feedback from the Angels event, which will inform our future preparations. Some have said that we were not explicit enough in our telling of the gospel. They felt it was a missed opportunity to preach the gospel. But I would like to respond to this by saying, the beginning of mission is making a space for people to ask questions. Mission is first and foremost making a space for people to ask questions which I believe is probably one of the most difficult things to do if you have a sense of urgency to be missional to people. It's sometimes easy to go in with all the talk and not give people space to ask the questions. It takes skill and care sometimes to be silent and allow people to ask the questions. It is in these questioning spaces that I believe the Holy Spirit can be most active. And mission then is our lives bearing witness to the transforming power of Christ and the Holy Spirit. Our witness should attract people's questions. Jesus said to John the Baptist's disciples, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have good news brought to them, and blessed is anyone who takes no offence at me. Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? This is a question on all our lips and in our hearts as we wait for the coming of Christ as King and Lord and as the babe at Bethlehem. 
May we always be a church for all people to ask their questions. And it may be this morning that you have questions. This is a place and a space in which you can ask that question. Do pray with us for our next events, such as the angels are coming, that many more people will come into this place and ask the question, is this the one who has come? And may they respond to their hearts and lives and respond to all the transformation that God can give through Christ. The prophet Isaiah said, Strengthen the weak knees and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of fearful heart, Be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? We wait and pray, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.